Hello, and welcome to a Tiny Plastic People special podcast. New Heresy, new you. We've done a Heresy podcast in the past, and uh, we thought we'd have a bit of a get-together and a chat to see what our collective thoughts were as uh, as new Heresy stuff gets revealed by Games Workshop. It's worth saying from the off that this is a spoiler-free podcast, so if you haven't seen anything other than what's been shown by a Games Workshop, then you're in a good place, because I also have only seen stuff that's been on Hamcom. So, uh, yeah, you don't have to worry about skipping anything. Excellent. Well, joining me tonight is Pete, a.k.a. Fiona. Hello there. Rich. Hey, how's it going? And one of our Toms. Hello, Tom. Hello. We always say one of our Toms, and we never say which Tom it is. <laughs> this is, so this leave is that up to the Tom. Tom, Tom F. Uh, Le Swordfish, that one. No one wants to assume. It's too easy to make mistakes. Obviously, we are the podcast of Tiny Plastic People. If you've got this far without recognising that, then congratulations. Hope you'll stay for the rest of the uh, to the recording. And for our more regular audience, yes, it's going to be heresy and uh, hopefully some interesting takes. So, where do we want to start? Shall we talk about the most obvious thing, which is the new models that we're seeing. Yes. Like yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, as good a place as any to start, right? I am I'm looking forward to the Mark VI, the Peaky Space Marines. Uh, I'm looking forward to a bright future of painting much less trim. To be fair, how much trim is there on Mark IV or Mark III? Mark III's got you, a decent you amount. Feel, but... You feel every inch of it when you're painting black over yellow. Well, yeah, I can't blame you for that. I can't blame you for that. Yeah, the, uh, I... the Imperial Fist life is a, a life of painting hardship. But it's our, our very own pain glove. <laughs> the pain it's, it's glove. What happens to you. <laughs> it's what happens to your hand after you've had to go all the way around all the Mark IV. <laughs> they're yeah, certainly I've, looking um, nice i mean it's that i'm very very excited by it um it seems it like they're pu- pushing the the sort of design sensibilities of kits from more recent 40k stuff and aos stuff yeah. into 30k like in terms of dynamically posed bodies um It'd be interesting to see how that impacts things like weapon upgrades kits, because obviously as it stands, if you're plonking a load of missile launches onto a Mark III Space Marine, yeah. you just need to replace the arms. Whereas maybe, you know, Mark VI body number seven that's doing a cartwheel, it won't be so simple. Um, yes. But I think there's always the possibility that there'll be some sort of bespoke plastic weapons kits that they'll do separately because yeah. uh well they've done it for necromunda so who knows i suppose it, it depends where the splits are as well because i mean a, a space yeah. body torso itself is never going to be that posed because it's a, a human inside sure. a dustbin itself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i think I, guess. I think it looks it looks like uh, most of the ones we've seen are still holding a bolter in two hands basically i think once mm. you've got once you've got that, you kind of just fit the special or heavy weapon to the bolter hand spacing, and you're most of the way there. I think you could probably, I think probably go a long way. 
especially if you've got the kind of slight variation in kits that most of them do to allow you to have, I don't know, a, a sergeant with sword and pistol or bolt gun. We've seen a sergeant, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, with a very, yeah. very nice looking power sword, as I recall. Like a very long blade. It's like a medieval long sword, I would say. I'm, oh, I'm yes. into it. Yeah. Yes. Very yeah, distinct. Cross guard, right? Yeah, cross guard. And some scrolls, big scrolls. Oh, I don't remember the scrolls, actually. And that old school heresy style, very small plasma pistol, which I think looks amazing. Yeah, I like him. Um, yeah. Plasma I... Derringer. <laughs> now Possibly need to name. separate out the new models because the, the the Beaky Marines. I, I've never liked, and this is going back to the eighties when I sort of first saw White Dwarfs of my uncles, um, where there were the sort of the old dioramas and things. I've never liked Beaky Marines. Uh, it's just the beaks. So as much as I like the new bodies, I know I'm going to have to get replacement heads for every single Ooh. one of them. <laughs> that <laughs> that is interesting. I think. I think... The beaky body is fairly similar to the Mark IV, so you could probably do. Yeah, a there's Mark not a lot of difference in it. It's the sh- it's the knee pads that are integral to the to the you leg, can and you can always yeah. tell by the knee pads. The the backpack's different, and they have a different like strap arrangement over the chest. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I quite like the Mark V helmets, so I might oh. get a load of the Mark V helmet. Is more or less a Mark VII helmet, but maybe with extra balls on it. Yeah. yeah, but Mark V is the one that's covered in balls, right? Yeah. Yes. It looks like uh, looks like they're Ceramo that. acrylic bonding studs, or whatever the hell they are. <laughs> it looks, it looks like they're doing um, motion capture on the outside of their own armor. Although to be fair, <laughs> a decent amount of balls on Mark VI. Like Almost it seems like a lot of them have them on pads, the right. Yeah. One side of their yeah. shoulder pads. Yeah, the the shoulder the shoulder stud thing is apparently like uh, beca- came to be seen as a symbol of the defense of terror, which I like a lot because I've got secret oh, terror. Yeah. that's that explains why they're all over this Sons of Horus squad. Then <laughs> they were helping. <laughs> they, the they were of ve- they were very present at the defense of terror. <laughs> <laughs> I, I certainly must say I am loving the uh, bayonets on the bolters. Yeah, yes. and it seems like choice yeah. of bayonet, i.e. either bayonet normal or bayonet chain, yeah. which yeah. is cool. I'm yeah. slightly concerned that they might not apply to the Dark Angel special rule, and <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a Mastery of the Blade off it. But uh... Well, who's, who's to say that'll still be there, you know? Yeah. It might have a different special rule for the Legion. Well... I have thoughts about Dark Angels, which I'll, I'll share later. Or, so. or somebody who definitely hasn't seen any you know, leaks leaks rules, let's say. Who knows how similar it could be. <laughs> I think, Spoiler free. I think, <laughs> Spoiler free. I think the bayonets will do a lovely job visually of uh breaking up the breaking up the shape of the unit a little bit, just kind of shuffling the silhouettes around on some models. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm not in favour of bayonets because they make space marines more snappable. Um, mm. I am a clumsy idiot. This is I true. think they look great. Oh yeah. Great. Looking forward with great interest to see if they change the uh, 
the most snappable piece in the range at the moment, which is those little back banners on top of the... I was oh, yeah. just looking oh, well. at that, and I can say, I'm going to make a prediction here that that is just as snappable. That that still looks quite snappable, and there's I, also now the Servo Skull Vox Array yeah. thing on the yeah. other one, which also has a, a yeah. snappable aerial. But, I mean, this isn't a critique of the sculpt. This is yeah. that I am an idiot. The only so. real damage I've done to any of my... Uh, heresy models is the uh, the one tactical marine with the back banner. It's all bendy now because yeah. uh, it doesn't agree with the foam that it goes in. I just want to I... steal now. Drill the back. God, <laughs> steal. I'm far, too, I'm far too lazy for that. Uh, what I did was I uh, I shaved down the the back of the backpack of the guy I wanted to be wearing it, so it had like a smooth back. And then filed yeah. down the back of the banner itself and stuck it on. It looks kind of a bit, almost a bit like a portable shrine or something. It's just got the the crest at the top sticking up, and the rest is mounted on his back. Ah, uh, cool. That's interesting. I think yeah. I think it looks all right. Sounds Keeps easier than lower. what I do then. Yeah, surprisingly, yeah, which is what I love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm marveling at the modelled straps on a lot of these bolters, which I really like yeah also they're they're like properly modeled with like a loop and a buckle halfway up so they're adjustable and that is just (laughs) incredible attention to detail that reads really clearly and i'm not looking forward to painting a black line down the middle of every (laughs) single one no if if primaris marines have taught me anything there will be a gate a sprue gate in the middle of that strap and then (laughs) you'll you'll snap it as you uh trim it off the sprue yeah ideal perfect as intended yeah, I'm feeling like increasing desire to buy a set of those Gundam side cutters, super sharp, super precise side cutters. <laughs> and they cost like fifty quid. Yeah, but so does oh. the squad of Space Marines. And if you're going to break them by clipping them <laughs> off the sprue, yeah. then how how much are you willing to pay for the strap? Yeah, that's my answer. The the other end of the scale, then, of the you know, Mark Six being super basic, or not super basic, but you know, free of trim, no frills, yeah, no frills. Is that we've then just you know, particularly of, as of recording today, seen the second of the two praetors that presumably come with these beaky marines, who are both the most extra and the most, I mean, particularly and possibly kind of, the most divisive. Well, yeah, that's true. The, I don't um, know. You haven't seen you haven't seen people's reaction to the Beaky Marines being a quarter of a millimeter taller than the others. Oh uh, well, that's true. That's that is an unforgivable sin, obviously. As painted, the Sons of Horus Praetor, who is the sort of chunky boy, has all the trim that was taken off the Mark Sixes has been applied <laughs> to him. Yeah, I think. That model is awesome. I really like it. Yeah, I have I no idea him. what he's supposed to be wearing. It's sort of it's like Terminator plate of thick an armor. unspecified unspecified mark. I thought he great. really reminded me of that um recent 40k standalone Black Templar guy who was just like oh, a, a, the... a wide boy in power armor with an axe. Uh, oh the... yes, yeah. Primaris maximum Cast- chunk. Castellan. Possibly, yes. The one, the one that people was... thought he was um, firstborn for ages because he, he looked like the guy from the. Yeah. As the song goes, yeah. Um, the the most official answer I've received to is he Primaris or is he firstborn is like a shrug, and we thought he looked cool. So... <laughs> what you gonna do? Yeah. I really like that Praetor. I'm not sure I like him for heresy, but 
he looks like an excellent space barbarian and i here's my hot take about the like stylistic thing with people saying like oh there's too much you know accoutrement or there's too much you know different vibe for for heresy i think that the original set of models for heresy didn't necessarily reflect the vibe that was in my head of like people have this image of like 30k era imperium being this you know relatively forward thinking and um you know uh it's it's a a not not the word military a bit more i'm I'm gonna put a pin in what you're saying so i'll I'll come back oh oh, yeah yeah yeah. cool 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 (laughs) Um, stop you right there i'm gonna pop it um (laughs) pop but but my 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 read on the imperium in 30k has always been like these are the barbarians that happen to win the battle for Earth, and they're they're going out and imposing their will on the rest of the galaxy. And I think models like that Praetor really capture that well because they they look like you know a thunder warrior who's grown up a bit. They look like yeah. a techno barbarian, you know, who's yeah. now a dad. That, <laughs> if you said that was a unification wars model, right? I like, it it has a similar vibe, yeah. right? Yeah. And 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 I and I think that fits for a character of that that society that has produced it because the, you know m- maybe they're talking about the imperial truth and stuff, but it, it is just this this vibe of you know the imperial truth is absolutely imposed and enforced yeah. by a man whose face you can't see because it's hidden behind his massive axe. Right, exactly, exactly, and you get that even from the first book, I think. Yeah, quite yeah. An unsubtle way. So I, I, I really like it. Um, I think, uh, I think that more characterful stuff for characters really works for me. And uh, yeah, he's a thick ass boy, which is also <laughs> bonus points. I really like how the back of his axe has a skull molding on it. So when he's holding his axe, he's looking at a skull. No one else can see the skull. Hello. He's looking at a face. Makes him think. Yeah. It's like like um I hold heard a thing about like stage actors writing some of their lines on their prop spears. It's like that. He's like, if I forget what I'm doing, look down. Oh <laughs> it's yeah, skull. Okay. I'm gonna unpin I... then what I was about to say. Certainly. Which is, Go for it. I totally agree with what Pete was saying, but I've recently painted a lot of the new Dark Angels models, which are very similar word-wise to that. They are freaky medieval weirdos with lots of kind of Baroque odd details, you know, lots of chainmail, which, you know, if you're in Terminator armor, chainmail's quite superfluous. But, (laughs) you know, they have it. Um, And they feel aesthetically different to this guy. I think, yeah. I think that makes sense though, because the the Dark Angel stuff in particular is reflective of the you know Dark aesthetics Angel. and society yeah. of Caliban, right? Whereas presumably this Praetor model is supposed to be you can use it for any Space Marines and maybe fits better in some than others. I think he would be great for say White Scars guy. Yes, for I mean, example. It's kind of hilarious that you say the main box is non faction specific you know is what they're saying and then it's like yeah and there's this praetor and then the other praetor that we're going to move on to talk about shortly presumably and it's like they are they are leaning in a certain yeah. direction aesthetically yeah although i do i do think that yeah. those d- 
directions aren't like that that cat no, at any particular. No, I, I don't think they're bad. I mean, it's yeah. interesting actually that he's obviously painted as Sons of Horus. My 40k Sons of Horus, he would fit perfectly into because I've done them as sort of these noble barbarians. Uh huh. And yeah, weirdly, I think he'd, he'd be more appropriate in my 40k force than I'd say in a, a 30k force. But I, I can't really capture why that is. I mean, like I say, the you, model I, I like. Um, do you think part of it is that with these new models that we're seeing, they're painted in a much more main studio, heavy metal style yeah. than the historically the Fortress yeah, stuff, even up to and including like the Lion and the Khan and Sanguinius and mm. things that have been fairly recent art. I think that's a good thought. Because yeah, you can't. Having having that classic Forge Worlds, like we've sort of done done a basic paint job and then drowned it in weathering dust, <laughs> I think they would come across very differently. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be interested think, to see some of those when they go out to yeah. painters and things. I think generally the Heresy has a a bit of a it has a challenge in that each of the legions has a a fairly defined cultural context and uh, various specific visual motifs. Mm. Um, they they are quite different from each other, but in terms of practically how you make the models, they're coming from a relatively small range of core right, kits. You have to make these distinct cultural yeah. touchstones work yes. in the context of we want yeah. to produce one... Like you've of each got type of space marine kit. Even Whilst even these praters are kind of good for not yeah. following that. So yes, yeah, I think you've obviously got to make the choice of every space marine is a design balance between hazmat suit and knight in shining armor slash techno barbarian slash screaming lunatic slash <laughs> slash Viking, right? Um, and I think you've got to. I understand why they, in most cases, fall back on that core of this is this is a hazmat suit of arm of fairly neutral armor, and then they've got a couple of different directions to go in that. I wonder if I think perhaps the two praetors together that they've revealed. I wonder if you could go through and like assign each of them to a legion and go down the list and come out of it and go, okay, I think we've got whichever whichever legion you're doing from that pair, one of them's probably suitable. Mm. It's clo- yeah, it's big, big tough guy, nasty axe, and you've got um, fancy sword guy, bold dashing leader, excellent mustache. Well, I think yeah. to be fair, like w- with the caveat that you know, I do agree with you that you know all the legions have a cultural identity of their own. Those two archetypes fit quite a lot of them, more or less. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you you can get a lot of mileage out of that, I think. No, no, no. That's that's what I mean. Is that right? Um, right. If whichever legion you have, one of those praetors will look pretty yeah, good for it. Yeah. I think if, if not both, then yeah. at least the problem one. almost falls down. Not the problem. I was going to say, they, they, you know, one's clearly a heretic leader. I say clearly. he's got a lot of yeah. skulls. But then the it's more that the as we move on to maybe the one that's been revealed today, the one that's been revealed today, which is the painted as Imperial Fists one, has a lot of yeah. Imperial heraldry. So if you were painting it out of the box without doing any conversion work... Is that right? Yeah, he's got a eagle on his forehead and he's got the uh, yeah. Raptor Imperialis as his do, belt do, buckle. Do they, do they avoid that in 
like heresy stuff though they because typically deface it hmm i, I mean really the... noticed that with heresy things the squad painted as Sons of Horus is covered in eagle charms as well. So yeah. is that because they're all the same box? Oh yeah, it is. Well, but I yeah, think yeah, I think must be. <laughs> I think there's something to be said for the idea that you know th- this isn't at at the outset a conflict between you know people openly saying we are fighting for chaos versus we are fighting for yeah. the emperor. <laughs> at the yeah. start, it's you know. Uh, who should lead humanity, right? Should it be Horus or the Emperor? And well, I think yeah. I think there's um, some some scope to say that these eagle imagery stuff. Yeah. Although it is the Emperor's symbol initially, it kind of you know it, it indicates the Imperium in a way that you could say, well, if you're fighting against the person yeah. that currently leads it in favor of somebody else leading it. Perhaps that still works. Yeah, I, I'm, it's a hating government. Limiting. I would say yeah. these two praetors are opposite ends of the mean, nice scale rather than the good, <laughs> evil scale. Yes, yeah. So that's that's the other thing, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the like kind the, of Volkite. Because I, I yeah. think the the like, to go back to White Scars, I would say that the the guy with more fur is the guy you would pick for him, right? Quite. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, the the bigger Terminator Praetor, I think, does fit like the white scars. It's sort of barbarian and maybe noble, being, isn't it? Really, yeah, yeah. Those are the two ends. And I could see him. I yeah, I could see him as maybe like a salamander as well. Actually, although that yeah. starts to put the mean nice into. But the uh, the sword guy, I think, like would equally look really cool painted as an emperor's children leader. Mm-hmm. And indeed, the Raptor yes. Imperialis on his belt would be perfect then. Right. Yeah. It's the whole I, deal. I feel that there's like almost a third Praetor needed to like do the aesthetic range because you haven't got really um, Dark Angels, Iron Warriors, Iron Hands mm. covered yet. There's a kind of just, the practical legions who are just. Just a T posing, very plain. Yeah, the, the boring, the boring legion, <laughs> aesthetically boring <laughs> legions. Yeah. I think, the triangle I think the boring of noble, stuff. mean, and boring. <laughs> this, this, this is a wild triptych that you're painting. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think the boring stuff, if to to use the terminology given, is um, perhaps something you would just, I don't know, sand things off with, perhaps, or <laughs> just hit it with the Dremel. I think yeah. the uh, so I was going to say the existing cataphracty Terminator guy is. As boring as they come, yeah, he's pretty lucky. Yeah. And and I have one of those painted up in my Iron Warriors yeah. army, and he looks perfect. So. Yeah, and I think the um, proof. Oh, I was going to say, I think the the Tartavos Terminator kit comes with bits to make a a leader type if you choose to. Yeah, there's quite a lot of bits yeah. to uh, jazz think- one up in that kit. One of the good things about Heresy is you can more or less knock up a character with like any given yeah. body. To be honest, yeah. yeah. Because not yeah. not all of them have to be super, uh, you know, flashy. I I made a um, Sons of Horus Praetor out of a Tartarus kit just because I had a spare sword from doing Abaddon that was like Sons of Horus themed. Yeah, nice. Um, Do you not give Abaddon his power his power sword his non no, power he's, sword? He's got a, he's got his very very effective combi bolter instead. <laughs> <laughs>
I suppose that's probably all the main models that have been revealed then. We have seen in digital form a new tank. Yes. Which isn't in really the a spoiler to say, yeah. is it? Well, it was highlighted in the uh, one of the previews out that oh, came after. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Things you so, might have missed. A big <laughs> gun Spartan, tank? basically, isn't it? Honestly, couldn't get much of a read looked, on it. It looked I, a little flatter than a Spartan to me. It looked like it might be something like, on the Sakaran. Yeah, I, I got a Sakaran. Oh, not Sakaran. I meant not Spartan. Too, yeah. too many uh, S tanks. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Sakaran, but with a main battle tank turret rather yeah. than yeah. their various sort of auto cannons or Punisher cannons. Yeah, uh, which is cool. I'd like that. I'd very much like it if it means that a plastic Sakaran is coming because yeah, yeah. they have like they have stuff. taken taken the Sakaran down from the web store. Um, the auto cannon one, yes, yeah, yeah. I, do I don't like think some... it's spoilers to indicate that the the dreadnought, the Spartan, and the Sakaran and the Rhino have all come the down Viathan from the web store. Too, I think if we you know, yeah, if yeah. projecting from what's being deforged worlded. Yeah. I do like web store tea leaves, especially yeah, if you yeah. actually know there's a new edition of something yeah. coming, yeah. so you know it's feasible yes. and it's not just the yeah. classic, like, something's being reboxed. It'll be interesting to see, and it'll be very interesting to see how price points compare to, like, existing resin stuff as well. Yeah, I mean, I've been putting off buying a Sakaran for ages just because, yeah. you know, they're not they're not oh, cheap. And we've, uh, talked, we've talked about buying four between us. Yeah, many times. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the original autocannon one is quite a rough kit as well. I think it's uh, it's suffering. Oh, well, age. I re- really, really hope that it uh, that, that our prediction here comes true. Yeah. In that case, yeah, I've got I've got an Arcus um, in my shame pile, waiting for waiting for me to have finished everything else I want to do first. Basically, I think that'll be. Yeah, I've got um, the looking forward to that plasma one, whatever the plasma one's called. Punishes the one where it's got this massive gun that's off center, and all I can ever picture Gallic whenever cannon, it, yeah. yeah, all I can ever picture whenever I see it is it firing and just turning the turret round. Yeah, it rotates like a like, ah, like no. spinning yourself around with a hose. No, I think that no. one's been out of production for quite a while though. So oh, really, oh. Yeah. it was in that big yeah. Ford Sakaran deal, although that hasn't been available for a little while. Yeah. Well, if we're talking about what what's likely to change model wise let's maybe talk about what's likely to change or not what's likely to change but what you would like to change rules wise so what's your dream wish list for new heresy as a as a Whoa. system <laughs> danger i i was one of these boring people that basically thought it was fine as it is for the most part um i think it is really 7th edition 40k with all the bolt-ons that uh 30k has sort of added to it is a you know it's a creaky rule set and it's by no means elegant but for some reason it always seemed like it fit the bill to me um yeah Yeah. i don't really know what i would push to change in it i'd like to see sorry tom sorry i'd like to see some some quality of life changes um yeah definitely Possibly a bit more consistency in the rules writing. Um, possibly the tag system from the other games. That's just that's just neat. That's just useful. Uh, general simplification. It's got a lot of a lot of stuff that was relevant in 
40k when it shared those rules that now doesn't need to be in because it's become much more niche like you probably don't need all the stuff about monstrous creatures anymore because there's mm. only what a few about of them. demons though what demons about demons? Demons? I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying there's none of them i'm just saying that you probably <laughs> don't need like a four page section in the rule book for a chariots total of eight models go. what about <laughs> demons though <laughs> Do demons have chariots? They do. I think I th- I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think uh, you might be able to make them. Oh, the chariots. old demons might do. I don't think the Runestorm do, but oh, maybe the old pr- ones. It's pretty much like build your own army. It is, rules, but I don't think they but, get any key. Okay. The only keywords they get are cavalry, monstrous creatures, and swarms. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, okay. Exactly. But but mm. but yes, you see, you see what I mean in terms of there's lots of stuff that has. Sure become dramatically more niche that does not need to be treated as a generic case yes yeah i would agree which would be a shame for the people who are currently able to like very flexibly port in stuff from old 40k but there's only so much they can do to well the other thing is life always finds a way with these things yeah yeah yeah. they'll either keep using the old rules or somebody will put in the efforts to it i think so i think it's all right I just think it's very funny that there's several pages of rules for chariots in the 30k rule book. So that's why I wanted to stay. <laughs> I think they should have chariots then. Um, if they sh- if they're going to have the rules, I reckon a couple of legions could could Hell do yeah. good things for chariots. Tell me that you couldn't imagine Gilliman riding around in one. I was going to say Horus. Horus is you could see Horus chariot extension with him stood riding up to the gates of terror. You could keep the same pose. Just... Yeah. And this may sell. Whole Black Library spin-off novel about where Horvus gets his chariot from. <laughs> Everyone loves a good racing subplot in their sci-fi. That, that works for <laughs> all franchises. Just uh, Ben-Hur is what you're suggesting. Uh, it's Gilliman. I'm, I'm suggesting Horvus. pod racing, my friend. Oh, pod ben, racing. Different ben generations ben Hur versus pod racing. You are not that old, Drew. I'm not as old mm. enough for Ben-Hur, no. <laughs> I do have a suggestion of what I'd like to see different, and it's probably the only thing that I'd substantially like to see changed, and it's not close combat so much as close combat between characters that I feel at the moment, the close combat between characters is very all or nothing, and you're very limited to how you build certain types of characters, that you either effectively have instant death or you don't. And if you don't, you're probably going to lose a duel. Like, you know, if you're taking a Praetor, they've got to have a Power Fist or they've got to have some other kind of instant death weapon. Otherwise, they aren't cut out to be a combat character. Mm-hmm. And yeah. similar with Power Axes as well. And also with Artificer Armor, a bit into squads. There is this thing where if you're fighting... In close combat with characters, they need to be yeah. a certain way. Otherwise, they, they aren't going to do what you want in your mind's eye. And I find that a bit it's, weird. It's a very clear sense of haves and have-nots when it comes to <laughs> character versus character. Yeah. Um, and it's an artifact of how old, how old some of the rules are. As in, like, first, first part of Heresy was, like, when? two thousand and. 12? Yeah, that sounds right. That kind of time. Which means that like the rules for Abaddon, for example, are just 10 years of concept drift behind Yeah, some he's of the horrifically others. undertuned, isn't he? 
yeah. I mean, that's almost a separate thing, but yes, it, you know, it's there as yeah. well. Named characters. Well, part of the issue is his weapons are a power fist yeah. and a power sword. Um, yeah. Mastercrafted, sure, but that ain't going to make much difference. I mean, at least against... it's still instant death things. I mean, it, it... yeah. It's also, but, the, the yeah. weird characters that have Eternal Warrior. Is it Eternal Warrior? Yeah, yes. that stops you in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so some book characters do, but then there's like very weird. I can't remember his name is, but there's like a not Grey Knights, what they called Knight Errants. There's a Dark Angel Knight Errant who has oh. Eternal Warrior, and you can't tell me he's a main character. Yeah. in the heresy, <laughs> no. It's well, presu- like, presumably, it's supposed to denote a level of hardiness as opposed but to then a, a bad like, yeah, plot armor. Bad and neither does yeah. any well, of the faction heads. It's it's. I think Abaddon's weird. supposed to be like a superlatively skilled warrior, but he isn't supposed to be like particularly like tough compared no, to like any I, other given character. I, I, right? I do think that Eternal Warrior has just drifted a bit in terms of how they were planning on using it. Like, uh, I don't think Sigismund is known for being like tough as opposed does he get to. It? Like, yes, yeah, he's he got it. And oh, he's right. Abaddon's yeah. nemesis. That's the thing. Right. Like, yeah. Sigismund is supposed to be like, Abaddon's nemesis, and he's compare... always going to win a fight. Compare Sigismund and Khan, who in the in the law are one nil, uh, sorry, one all, and uh, so you would expect in the rules them to be fairly comparable characters. But I think Sigismund has got both complete instant death and eternal right. warrior, and Khan doesn't have either. Which... Right, because again, Khan is a like end of sixth edition early heresy. Yeah, rules, uh, yeah, which means that Khan has got to like grind his way through Sigismund, and Sigismund's just got to land one one good hit so uh, i think that Corswain's the same i mean Corswain's obviously yeah. a very new character Corswain doesn't have immunity to instant death but he's got a yeah. three plus save in close combat in Vun, and he's all his attacks are instant death regardless of what yeah. he's doing and he's just going to blend through anyone who doesn't have that and i use him for that but it does mean that i'm never going to run a praetor unless i'm feeling very narrative because Corswain's an absolute beast it's yes <laughs> And it's yeah. cheaper than a Praetor with a uh, what's it called Paragon Blade. So wow, you could probably you could probably do some fun things with like um, uh, the challenge rules. I wonder if you could just just going off on a tangent from how it currently works to slightly wilder ideas. Um, you could probably throw in some extra rules for fighting in a challenge, just because that's an interesting thing to do that could stand to be a teeny bit that, more granular. That was actually going to be one of the things that I would actually ditch is challenges because I just oh, find no, them, I love challenges. They they break up the flow of combat too much for me. Thematically I like them. Flow of combat. Yeah, I can totally see what you're saying, Pete. I mean, you can do a lot of shenanigans with them, which That's the other thing I don't particularly love about them. Is this cuz you wonky. Uh, yeah. I like to be able to abuse the mechanics of my games clearly. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> you're one of those people. I uh, yeah. I have a couple of candidates for throwing in the bin, which are number one, get rid of lookup tables, please. Like, <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah. like, by and large, they do kind of stick to the rule anyway. But I just find, um, like modern forty k's, if it's more, you know, strength is more than toughness. It, or if it's equal, it's four. If it's more, it's yeah. three. If it's double, it's two, and vice versa just so much easier to pass and i don't think there is really any significant benefit to it not being that I way i agree um yeah and i think although you'd probably have to write some new segment you could do the same 
I really like vehicle facing and armor values, but you could do something. Well, it's it's kind yes. of easier there, isn't it? It's just strength versus number, and does it glance or pen? Yeah, yeah. I I really like tanks as they are. Yeah, yeah. The um, the other thing I would get rid of is, and this is this kind of harks back mostly to what you were saying, Tom, about quality of life. Is just if something, if I see on its uh, data sheet, for want of a better word, that something has a special rule, and it's not a special rule that is just written out on the data sheet, which I would prefer yeah. anyway. But if it's not going to be that way, when I look up that special rule, I really don't want it to tell me to go and look at two more yes. further special rules. <laughs> like, well, um, all, yeah. I don't know if we've all run Primarchs in our games, but that was the absolute yeah. worst offenders for that because it was like special rule Primarchs, C rules, <laughs> yeah. X, Y, Z, A, I've, B, and C. I've run Perturabo once in a game with you, Pete, and I have no idea if I used him to to yeah. good effectiveness. I'll tell you what the answer was. The answer like is no. Rules. I've I've used Sanguinius and Horus from both my armies several times each and I've never remembered all the rules. Never, never, yeah. never. Exactly. Hold um, on. Can we which, can okay, we between the four of us remember all the special rules that a Primarch has? Okay, they get Eternal Warrior. Uh well I'm contributing nothing to this. So yeah. on, let me um... It will not die. Yeah. They think uh... they're fearless, but they might not have the fearless special rule. I think they might have fearless through another because this is the thing I you think, find I a lot as very, well. Is they're very careful about who gets fearless because it's passed to the unit. Yeah, yeah, but the Primarchs do do it to the unit. Oh, maybe um, they are then. Because Dark Angels particularly have a lot of rules that are very much like a special rule, a universal special rule, but aren't a universal special rule. Fearless which is the other thing that drives me <laughs> mad. Where it's like, okay, so why is this not just preferred enemy, or why is this not just? Hatred, yeah. and that's the other. Yeah, I'm trying to think now with Power Box. Uh, they don't get relentless because I know the lion uh, can't shoot his gun. He's <laughs> classic. Yeah, because it's Salvo and he can't shoot it and then charge because he's too busy using a pistol. Okay, so hang on. I've got I've got a Primarch's rules in front of me. There are <laughs> there are Good ten God. special rules that you get just for being a Primarch. Um, Eternal Warrior and Fearless. They've just got Fearless. We've oh, got those. Is. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to give us an extra two for free because they are Independent Character, which wow. I always forget is a rule, and Master of the Legion. Yeah. Um, Makes so sense. that leaves us with six more. Oh, I don't think I can guess any of those. So it will not die, right? It will not die. Yeah. It, will, yeah. it will not die. Eternal Warrior. Preci- precision Strikes? Is that oh, yes. Yes, that's strike. one of them. Yeah. Do they have. Oh, that would be weapon based, would it? If they had like rend or something, that would be specific to mm. weapons or rending, whatever it's well, called. You should know that because if you don't give your uh, Primarch thingy's hammer, he can't use anything. Don't do anything in close combat other than his fists, and he's yeah. got hurt marines. So he's got he's got the hammer. Don't worry, <laughs> he's got the hammer. I don't think I remember any of the rest of them offhand. Mm. So they also have fear. Adamantium uh, will. Are they fleet, bulky as well, or something? And very bulky. Uh, they vary between which one they've got. I think uh, that's yeah, why it's not uh, Primarch Cur- rule. Conrad is a twink, and he doesn't have very bulky. <laughs> so. Yeah, like the one the one I've got in front of me is Fulgrim, who's only bulky. <laughs> wow! Some uh, editorialising going on yeah. from the rules team here. Yeah. So, though credit where it's due, even though Primarch is a special rule that gives you a bunch of other special rules, they do actually list those rules on the character profile. I 
I think I will defend the universal special rule system because current 40k really kind of has that. They're just called yeah, a it has it without thing having army, it, right? Right. It's got every. They've got this ever expanding grab bag of things that a unit can do or things that a model can do. Uh, you can reduce damage. You can prevent rerolls against yourself. You can deep strike. You can get a ward save. Yeah. You can get all. They've got this massive list of things. It's just that there isn't this single coherent way of referring to them. Yeah. And, which also means that sometimes they're just very slightly different between books, between units. Yeah. Um, I do just think, like, if something's going to have, it will not die. Maybe this isn't a good example. It will not die as the you get a ward, right? Like a It's um, recover health. Yeah. Recover health. Like I I find it like an order of magnitude harder to remember everything if that's written on a sheet as just it will not die. Not yeah. it will not die. Recover D three health at the start of a turn I think or whatever a it is big like part of the issue with what this rule system this way of writing rules more 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 to the point is that 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 way works if you're playing those games like every week or like several times a month and you're mm. not playing loads of other games yeah. as well um whereas something more referential like 40k or aos where it writes most of the rules you need to know on the the unit card works yeah. better if you play a variety of games or if you don't play as often yeah. i think realistically none of us are playing 30k every week so it, it is yeah. quite difficult to remember though i would say that's one of the things i don't like about new 40k is how much of the stuff isn't on the sheet i don't think the balance of writing out all the special rules on the sheet makes up for the fact that now more than half the things a unit can do are stratagems mm-hmm. are always yes, on somebody else are there. army abilities of which you get two from this list are right right <laughs> which is an issue it's, with you know, yeah, it's yeah, it's a similar issue with a different sort of cause almost. Yeah. Basically, I, I think both systems benefit a lot from mastery, and it's easy for me to say I like one more because I've got a level of mastery in that system because I played an absolute shit ton of previous versions of 40k. But I will I will defend heresy against charges of being more complicated because I think once you have once you have got a grip on the current rule set, yeah, you you have a much deeper understanding of the whole. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's unfair. Yeah, I mean, Heresy is a is a crunchy game, and yes, I don't think that's a problem. You know, you were saying before yes. Rich, about yeah, armor facings and things. It's like, well, yeah, uh, I like the bits like that. That's I'm totally cool with that. Um, I guess the issue is going to be how how much do they want to they big they. Uh, how much do Games Workshop want to make um, Heresy like and another, another sort of approachable game that you can play in that sort of beer and pretzels way? I think I mean, that's yes. will riot if that was to happen. So, but, yes. I, I mean, I, I I would argue that you can kind of play Heresy in that way anyway because yeah. the core rules I would pretty much agree with you, Tom, aren't really that wild. I mean, um, we we all picked up yeah. Heresy quite recently. This is the thing. So it's like yeah. none of us, have, yeah. other than oh, Tom, really, who's got the past yeah. game experience. You know, yeah. that, and we're not tournament going meta chasers either. So yes. yeah, it's very nice of you to say that after you've recently <laughs> played my sister battle army, Rich. 
Well, not for heresy, though. <laughs> Beaten should... you at heresy before Pete, so that's fine. Quite a lot, as I remember. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the other thing, you know, James uh, of TPP would might say differently, but it's certainly another thing he's voiced in the past, which is one of the things he's found very annoying with heresy, is the number of very similarly worded special rules where it's like, murderous strike and murderous something else and you know yeah yes yeah it, it makes it difficult then to remember yeah what's what and I, that, yeah there's a lot of i mean this is probably that you know heresy is a game that's grown very naturally and i think without a big plan you know i have nothing mm, to base that on but you know it's it's you know and even dark yeah. angel stuff recently is that you know i've had faqs for the dark angel book there's no explanation at all about how some of the special rules react yeah. with other things where you have, oh, you know, this hit will always do a vehicle shake and roll. And then you've got things like um, extra armor, which always cancels a vehicle shake and roll. So what do you do? You just go in yeah. circles? It, it's sort of, there's never any clarity on that. And yeah, I think this is, yeah, it's from the sort of formlessness that Heresy's evolved from. And there's so much quality of life stuff that could be done in the new edition just to make the no ambiguity yes. gif happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I want them to consider carefully how they do, not that I don't think they're, not that the rest of it's just them shitting out rules, but I think um, I, I want this to strike a very particular balance is about FAQing the game as opposed to changing it because they to, we are recording this the day that the balance patch for 40k came out, and I understand the need for those balance patches but there is a lazy bastard part of me that looks at these looks at the rules and thinks i've got an extra set of things to remember i like my i i have a book and now the book is not right um see i i i absolutely get where you're coming from with that but as somebody that does appreciate things changing and actually has happened quite a lot in heresy over its lifetime as well I think the solution to that is just having a better online rules delivery system. If yes, if the 40k app or a theoretical 30k app, whenever there was a you know balance change or anything, if it updated the day they released it accurately, I think there really wouldn't be much of a problem. I think the issue is when you're relying on books and you're like sticking a printed sheet of A4 in it or, yeah. or whatever you do. That printed sheet of A4 is going to be different in six weeks. Um, right 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 whereas if if you have digital rules delivery i mean i've been saying this for years now and we're slowly getting there but that that really does solve it all for me if you can just whip your phone out and get the correct latest rules for any given unit yeah part of me feels there's some degree of sort of i don't know a a tech privilege to that but yeah, I mean, yeah, I know what you that's mean. undeniable. It's... You know, if you don't, if you don't have yeah. a modern smartphone, then you wouldn't be able to use that. But I, I mean, I think, I, I think I feel... in a situation where people are spending five hundred quid on an army, yeah, it's not yeah. the biggest ask. And I don't think there's an alternative. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. well, that's it, P- isn't it? PDFs yeah. with you know just every book. It's like oh my, I look at my old Eighth Edition codexes. I was throwing them out recently. And they just have stacks of paper stuck in the yeah. <laughs> front covers of them. Yeah. It's like... yeah, I do remember introducing somebody to uh, Age of Sigmar uh, late in or midway through second edition while their army used a first edition book and just having to say, 
okay, this is different, this is different, this is different. Here's Don't two different documents of things that have changed. Here's a whole different set of points costs. Here's a third document, and here's some relevant points from it that change how that works. And I think that was that may have been the thing that put her off most, knowing that there there was no single consistent mm. source of what the fuck's going on. Um, yeah, I, th- I think really in general, wargame is quite wargame is quite an, sort of beginner unfriendly, un- yeah. perhaps not unfriendly, perhaps daunting is a better word. Yes. Um, there's there's a lot to get your head round and so many moving parts, and you know it's good for the yeah. people like us that live and breathe this stuff that they update things and correct things, but but for people just coming into it, like you say, it is a whole lot to get your head around. Yeah, I realised that recently doing some sort of introduction games for 40k with people. I was telling people, th- you know, and this is on me to some degree, I was telling people things that, you know, are useful about piling in and stuff, but in retrospect, you don't need to think about for your first games. You know, you just mm. want to be like, just stick your guys in and yeah. everyone yeah. fights. But there's nothing in the rules that controls how you teach people things that, and yeah, like you say, it just means that if you're used to it, it's not daunting, but as soon as you come to yes. it, it's yeah yeah i mean heresy particularly is weird in that way and this is one of these things that i feel i wouldn't want to see changed but is also you know i'd recognize as a terrible thing for heresy to be an introduction to anyone is the way the physical rules are distributed and the books come out that you're getting a coffee table book with your rules in yeah, I hope there's some kind of that left. Yeah, I like. I, I like, love the I, big books. But then it's yeah. like, I've got my Dark Angel one, which is the only black book I've got in hardback. And it's shagged, and I've barely used it. Like, every time I use it, the the metal yeah. corners fall off the book. Oh, God. And you're just I, like... They, they, they did this once, and I don't know... I assume it must have been unfeasibly expensive or something, because I don't know why they didn't do it again, because I love it. For one edition of 40k, the the rule book you could buy was a, a boxed set of free books. Yes. One of which was one of which was the rules. One of which was the law. One of which was the hobby. That was seven, right? I think. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, 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 why, oh, I wish they hadn't stopped doing that. I, I yeah. would genuinely pay a premium over the cost of those books to get it in that format. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if if, if um, book eight, book nine, whatever Dark Angel one is, if, I would just buy a softback version of it to shag. Um, not shag literally, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's why we what a man to. does with a book in the privacy of his own home. Because <laughs> I like Dark Angels. Um, in that way. I will yeah. never buy a black book. I will absolutely. I'm not spending ninety pounds on a book that I could spend on models. Well, if you're lucky, because obviously at this point it's it's like a secondhand buyer's market out there. I mean, I I I've made out if like I'm... an absolute bandit with the uh, the black book situation because I bought book eight, which was the one with the blood angels in, soon after it had become like unavailable from Forge World. Uh, which meant I got it secondhand from somebody who sold it for about cost. So ninety hundred quid yeah. odd, and then you know, as as time has gone on, it's become more and more rare and more sought after as more people play Heresy. Because I think it has been gaining in popularity over the last few years. So I sold this book for four hundred and fifty quid. Jesus, Christ. there's a hell, a hell of an ROI on that. 
Wow. And I sold it just before this announcement of a new edition of Heresy happens. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm glad that I look at leaks. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm surviving under our capitalist hellscape here. I, I don't care. Oh, that's interesting because yeah. I, uh, almost everyone I've spoken to who's a Dark Angels player had their Dark Angels wind knocked out their sails by the Dark Angels book that it's just not a good set of rules uh, and doesn't do anything interesting on the tabletop. And then there was this hope that, oh, will the new edition... Because obviously you think it's a new book, so surely it was written with a new edition in mind. Will it make the I don't know about that. I I, I get the sense that the the black books are more or less totally independent of... um, I don't... I don't think well, it, half of them were written with a current edition in mind, really. <laughs> I mean, this is, the Dark Angel stuff really isn't. It's like, you just the stuff you just wouldn't do. Uh, you know, maybe it's been sat on as a PDF for the last six years, and now they've just pressed print on it, and that's where you've got these rules, and they're very weird. But yeah, I mean, I would like to see my Dark Angel. So from a purely selfish point of view, I'd like to see my Dark Angel's rules be yeah. viable. I do really like the work that the uh, Specialist Game Studio does on like building these amazing books full of yeah. lore and layouts and maps and diagrams, and I think they're fantastic. Oh, yeah, the um, books are I lovely. just absolutely no interest in paying 90 quid yes. a, for one of them at all, because this is a hell of a lot of money, and B, to have rules... Well, they're because. not they're not gaming items. This is Imagine the exactly. you spend ninety yeah. quid and yeah. then put a big scratch up the cover. The well, first yeah, time exactly. Yeah. So I'd rather yeah. have a like a thirty pound softback of like army list, or even a thirty pound softback per legion. I could deal with that. Yeah, codex, you know, that's basically. what that's yeah. what you pay for a codex. Yeah. Um, and then you know, just more frequent releases of the books, like the the art of the heresy books that we've had in the past, or visions of heresy rather. I mean, um, I've got yeah. the uh, Sabat War Crusade book on my shelf here, which stuff is stuff like that. I've, I've, amazing I've got book. that. Yeah, I would. I might pay ninety quid for one of those right. about the Imperial Fists, right? Um, yeah. Or especially if it contained a whole bunch of pictures of cool models as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this, this yeah, is what I think. Have, yeah. This this is what I think the books should be. Is they shouldn't shouldn't be gaming items. They should be like you know, yeah. conversation yeah. piece slash or, or things can you can look at in items, bed. But there's a gaming item as well. You know, like, like we were saying before, there's you know, there's a softback rules only I, version. Or I I personally would be very happy to move rules to be like totally digital, and I I don't think that'll yeah. ever happen. And I think. It obviously doesn't work for everybody, like by preference or by need. It doesn't work for everybody. Mm. But um, just from a purely selfish point of view, I want books to be, you know, yeah. stupid nerd jerk off items and uh, the rules. The rules to be <laughs> on my phone. Like, you and Drew both. Missing... Yeah, yeah. You said you said you wanted a book to look at in bed. Are we? Yeah. Am I behind on what we're meant to be doing with these? Is it? Is it what bedside table, not coffee table? <laughs> I think I think that's the thing. Well, like, I, I love angels. books, but yeah, I'm just I am put off of buying them by them being the only option. I think is the way I would put it. So yeah, yeah. Even if it did have rules in, I'd probably be more likely to buy it if I could also have the rules somewhere else. Because yeah. then what I'd be doing is buying it because I wanted it. Whereas at the moment, I feel like I have to buy it because I have to. Yeah, and then. Yeah. I, I do the pingu. Well, now I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the arms. There was a um, there was there was definitely a period where it was just a ninety pound buy in 
to to play a legion and you'd yeah. get and if you want to play talents it's 290 pound buy-ins because they're not in yeah. the same book well i mean yeah if you wanted to uh, get all the rules that you need for any given legion it would be I mean, it depends on the legion, right? I think but, um... I think credit credit where it's due. Once the expectation changed that this was no longer an expansion to forty k, I feel like they did. That was about when they started doing the um, the red books, uh, the new yes, red books. Yeah, yes. when they shift when they shifted from the base level assumption is you've already got the forty k rule uh-huh. book. Yeah, they did consolidate it and do it more sensibly. Yeah, and that was good. But yeah. also, if you wanted to play Blood Angels or White Scars or Dark Angels, then you still yeah. had to get a black book, which is which was ninety six quid on its own or whatever mm. it was. But so there, I, that was if you didn't want to play those, you could choose not to. You could. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But that, you know, that, that <laughs> I, I don't know. I I guess to me. Yeah. Yeah, but books as a luxury item that is totally optional would be the ideal. Yeah, I mean, I'd never want just no no books because I like to stick post-it notes on things, and that's hard <laughs> to do to my phone. But face, yeah, face. That's an yeah. Option. It, it, it's a weird one, and it's. I don't think there's ever an answer to say, "Oh, well, you don't play that legion." You know, every, yeah. In an ideal, maybe this is a bit too fluffy, but it's like in an ideal world, yeah, everyone should be able to access things at a sensible price point and yeah. as easily as possible. In an possible. ideal world, I certainly agree with you. You sure. know, um, r- realistically, you're going to have to think. You know, is this army not only the one that I want, but also one that I can afford and is practical for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but in, certainly in an ideal world, you should just be able to pick the one that you like the most. And it's also it's, you know, slightly loaded because you're talking about how much a book costs when you're about to spend a billion pounds on plastic <laughs> toys, but it's yeah. like all oh, resin yeah. toys. But yeah, you um... know, it's a barrier for entry because you know last... it, all, it all impacts it though because it does, you know yeah. when you start, I, I'm sure a lot of people don't play Heresy because they don't want to buy a book that costs a hundred quid to play their Legion, right? No, and no. Pres- presumably one of the things that this reboot will do will be to tap wood, hopefully. Uh, remove that one barrier from people. Yeah, just uh, just to normalise it, so yeah, that whichever faction you want to play, you don't have vastly different buy-ins or vastly, in some books cases, more difficult to find. Right, like ways in. Right, can't believe Should I we have talk to pay about... ninety pounds for my white scars rules. I say just before spending thirty-seven pounds fifty on one fucking jet bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this is the thing, like. We can, we all contain multitudes, Tom. It's fine. <laughs> I've spent most of mine. Yeah. Should we? Um, I feel like I feel like I've inspired bullying of books for twenty minutes. <laughs> We've moved on to writing now. Should we? Should we talk about some things we do like and hope stay in New Heresy? I mean, we've all kind of said it, which is. Vehicle facing, you know, vehicles with facings yeah. and fire arcs. Yeah, we, we really want to be there still. You know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be that sad if firing arcs went. I like facing, what? and I like. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, actually, fire right, firing arcs. Yeah, then, but facings, facings, <laughs> yeah, from facing arms, and armor, great. You... Fire arcs are just annoying. You're, yeah. you're the tank man, in not just heresy. You yeah, know all about your. I know. Tanks. But the yeah, good but thing about flames of war is you just have... turn the turret, and they can fire from any direction. <laughs> All the best tanks have guns that turn. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of the point in time when the rules were essentially, if you can point your gun there, you can shoot it. Um, 
when uh which raised all sorts of questions like what if i've glued them in yeah my land raiders with glued guns say yeah (laughs) very very narrow firing arc would you glue the gun onto a real tank tom didn't think so (laughs) i hope it's attached in some way (laughs) okay so we i mean armor facings i love uh, I agree. I, yes, I feel agreed, that that's agreed. such a kind of. It's wrong to say realistic because it's. Well, it's more realistic than not. Products. But yeah, it's 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 a kind yeah. of simulationist feel. It, it adds an element of this is cool to do. Yeah, and it, I do. The 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 facings and firing arc stuff does add a positional element to the rules, yes. which I think is more or less absent yeah. in the new 40k, where now there's this whole other aspect of can I get round behind them? Can I drop pod in behind them? There's feels a fair bit like the the new rules essentially kind of just measure how far away you are from a target, and that is a one dimensional. In terms of like the possibility space, it's a one-dimensional measure of how does my position matter, possibly yeah. as a second dimension for what cover have I got. And this now adds two extra ones of can it shoot me and am I doing extra damage to it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is the classic thing with uh, land speeders. You know, since second edition, and I can't remember what land speeders were like in first. I never, never played it. But it's certainly in second edition, you had land speeders and they were just like a suicide fridge with a, a melter stuck to the front of it. And you, you, it existed to get behind something and kill something more valuable than it yeah. before it got killed by a small child with uh, you know, a wooden sword or whatever, because it was it had one yeah. They had they had all of the like if if you get stunned or shaken or anything, you just crash into the ground and explode, right? Like Yeah. If you um, deep strike and you scatter God. into a building you you blow up and yeah. yeah. I loved playing a drop pod based army for old forty K and I loved that. Um and that had a lot of interesting positional play and board control stuff about it. That's maybe that's something I want them to I want them to keep deep strike more or less as it is, with including the risk of crashing into a rock and completely exploding. Yeah, I like and, that. And yeah. And I want them to change the rules for who gets drop pods to so that you don't have to go all in on them or yes, buy super be nice. expensive resin ones. Yeah. I yeah, I would really, really like to do Well if you could just take a drop pod as a dedicated transport for a unit that can fit in one. What yeah. about yeah, that? Exactly. Because yeah. I've painted one and I don't really want to paint four more. Yes. Well, so... I bought all Tom's drop pods off him, I think. And I've I think never I used one, them. Actually. I do have Tom, yeah. one of Tom's old drop pods somewhere. Incredible. Because I still don't have enough to field an entire force in if I was going to do yeah. a drop pod assault. So. Yeah, I think that's that's something that, that I think is quite relevant to the feel of Heresy, but is to its detriment in terms of actually constructing an army and playing it, is it's very all or nothing in a lot of ways. Um, you have to go really hard into something. It's it's harder to cherry pick stuff, and you see this in terms of like you can't mix and match weapons in a unit, and you have mm. to uh, you have to have one unit with your bolters and one unit with your missile launchers, and a part of that is this drop pod thing. Um, and I think I would I would like to see a little bit less of that. Yeah, I definitely think a little bit more flexibility would be would be nice. 
I do like the sort of, we touched on it earlier, like instant death, uh, especially when it comes to vehicles. I really like the idea that yeah. you don't have to whistle a, a land raid down if you manage mm, to get through yes. its armor and you hit something valuable, it might just explode. I think that's but really also good. that it's it's indestructible if you can't get through that AV-14. Yes, yes, yes exactly. I mean, that's a tank that feels like a tank that, you know, it's it's like, oh, this is the most powerful, th-. you know, this is looking at playing Marines in ninth edition is like, I just look at vehicles and I'm like, it's not worth taking. It'll just get Darklands to death in like 30 seconds. <laughs> I mean, obviously that was still happening in 30k equivalent, but it's like, if you know that chip damage is not going to kill your land raider and if you take a land raider it's going to feel like a boss unless it comes up against serious anti-tank yeah yeah and even if it does get hit it might just not be able to move but still be able to then focus on putting out a withering amount of fire yeah across the lane that it's covering so yeah yeah Yeah. and you can do like that and you can debilitate vehicles um Perhaps that's something else I hope they change a bit is uh, you should be able to debilitate super heavies because at the moment super heavies are immune to all of the damage things except being fully blown up. No, oh, you can wow. you shoot them with, uh, I can't remember what it is now. It's the tank hunter Sakaran, which shock yeah. pulses it, which is why everyone who <coughs> wants yeah. to you know be yeah. serious about it takes these one specific tanks that can shock pulse them. And then it makes them snap fire, which again is the all or nothing approach where it's like, well, you take this one specific tool to deal with super heavies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I want, yes. No, yeah, I, I think I'm that's, being facetious. That's, I th- I, no, I think, I, think I think you're right in terms of um, the, the super heavies don't have the interesting possibility space between alive and dead that other vehicles do, where theirs can't move or lost its big gun or something. So, and I get why that is because. The debilitations are also a bit all or nothing, right? But I would, I think they should do just a separate damage table for super heavies so that you can get some value out of a lucky shot on one without uh, needing to take 600 points worth of model off the table all at once. Yeah. Yeah. I like super heavies in 30k, but I've only used them once and I've only used those very small super heavies and they feel. <laughs> suitably chunky there without being overpowered but yeah it's always gonna be a balancing act i'm trying to think what else i mean massive mobs of infantry i do like in yes heresy. yeah i like that and in some ways you know the way you can lose morale and lose an entire squad certainly in close combat and get swept disincentivizes yeah. it but at the same time looks good so <laughs> yes and the morale system um being able to force you to fall back or go to ground is good because that also gives you again a possibility space between alive and dead yes um and gives you options for removing units from objectives other than just wipe them all out i i think morale having a bigger impact is and i think is it anti i remember who said it. i think it might be andy chambers who said it is that you know heresy is a universe where even your heroes accept that there are things they need to be afraid of. Right. That, uh, you know, at the sort of turn point of heresy, they are discovering stuff that you are not, a, well, not, they're not alone in the universe, but there are some very bad things in the universe or beyond the universe. Yeah, that things you, that they think that they I think might actually be afraid of. Yeah. That's sensible, but it always strikes me as just such justification after the fact. We, we, we found this game was boring if everybody had and they shall know no fear and ignored all the morale rules so but it, it, it is off. it is they're, they're right the... to do it and they're right they're right to say that in the law i just 
find it a bit funny that I actually think that's the order it came out in. Well, it's been in the books before it was in the game because, like, the very first heresy book is like Loken being like, "What is this feeling that I somehow feel as though I should oh, sure. run away yeah, from this that thing that I don't understand?" Yeah. So often. Sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, that was 2006, and the game came out in 2012. So I think. I mean, it adds to the game, there, doesn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, but yes. it a different style of game. You were not impervious. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I'm trying yeah. to think if there's anything else that I would. I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't take to Twitter to complain. Thing, thing, things I would definitely keep. Rights of War. I think they're really good ways of um, either theming a force yes. or for sp- the specific Legion ones having some like cool themey. I'd like, like my Dark Angel ones to, to be good, but then yes. yeah, I'd I'd be tempted to try and combine Rights of War and. Because uh, the other thing, yeah, yeah, I don't think we need both of those. I think, uh, um, well, maybe a for you know, a right of I war would... could just be a force org chart, yeah, with I... caveats or or possibly something like give or, us give us five force organization charts, and each right of war uses one of those on top of its special rules. Um, it feels like it's so rare that you actually use force org other than the default one. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm wrong, it's... but. The default I, I, I one just, certainly seems like the, the, the one everyone uses from my small experience. I like yeah. the ability to swap things around being troops and not, you know, even to... Yeah. Oh, I'm terrible. What's his name? The uh, Malgahurst, you know, just making Reavers into yes. troop options for uh, Sons of Horus Army yeah. and things. It's like, it's just nice. It's, it feels yeah. good. It's steamy. And it's adding a character who isn't a death machine to maybe give you something else. And that's... Yeah, what yeah, I like, I like those. For. I actually thought of something else that I didn't like. <laughs> Excellent. Sending us off on Although, island. yeah, I feel like I've forgotten it again now, so maybe we'll Excellent. just cut this, cut this bit out. Um, I think it should stay in. Yeah, Caro I mean, should be have, Every podcast must have one person just going insane for at least <laughs> like two minutes. So, um, oh, what was it? Nope. It's, it's gone. Tie-in body pillows. Yes, everyone yeah. wants that. I mark yeah. dating sim. <laughs> I want uh, a Horus body pillow and I want some Fulgrim socks. And <laughs> Gross. I mean, if, if we're relaunching Heresy as like a... Um, I mean, it, it, it obviously like is a mainline game now, but in terms of like factory support as much as anything, if Heresy is being relaunched as a more mainline thing then maybe we'll see some heresy things pop up on the merch store heresy candles finally um, yeah frankly i cannot wait because <laughs> those are always my favorite things <laughs> just browsing the merch store seeing what's been added <laughs> no i can't i can't remember what i was um what had popped into my head that i didn't like so it was obviously fleeting i'm trying to think what else i'd riot about if it was a uh, riot very quietly into myself but what i'd riot <laughs> about if it isn't in the new edition i, I like the diversity between the legions, I hope that stays. You know, and if you strip everything back to basics, I suppose there's that idea that you simplify everything. Because it always throws me when people go, oh, I don't like heresy because it's just space marines. And it's like, it's not just space marines. Yeah, it's a lot different of different space types marines. of space marines. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, and also it's just space marines. I, I've never entirely got the there's too many space marines argument about 40k it always seems to me like a bit like living in a town called rainville the most rainy place in the country (laughs) and stepping outside and go huh is it raining 
<laughs> so yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make as someone who's read the rules, I'm going to make an unrelated prediction that things are gonna look a lot simpler at first. My prediction is that they are going to then get expanded out later on. I, I suspect that the first reaction we're going to get from a lot of people looking at new rules is going to be, huh, they've taken, they've taken so much out. And I think that's because they're going to be adding it back in later. I don't I, think it I, will be that coherent. I think it will be that, but with more saliva flying. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah. a cheap prediction, Drew. That's always going to be true. You can't predict things that we already know, Drew. Do, do yeah. people think, that, you know, there was a lot of big robots in the sexy reveal video. Do you think AT is going to be rolled into the heresy banner and we're going to get... I kind of what it was, right? It was built as a heresy well, game. I don't know how it could meaningfully be done that more than it yeah, currently I is. Yeah. Um, I think perhaps the best you'll get is the new logo. Um, that's what I was about to say. It's not new, like new logo on the box. But yeah, I think that's about uh, that's about all you would expect. Yeah, Unless I think that's in not... like rules for linked games or something. But even that, I can't see how. I suppose it was more just a kind of a, a conscious focus that you know there is a heresy bracket, and the heresy bracket is eighty and thirty right. together as a you know. I'm not going to a store, but you know, yeah. there is one product line, and just one of them is eight mil, and one of them is. 32 yeah. mil it's well i mean this this kind of tangentially links on to what my secret hope for 30k was going to be which was that it would be rebranded into epic 30k and you could <laughs> use titans alongside you know yeah. tiny little 8 mil legionary armies which i, I think, think we now know is not going to happen because come, we've come seen next models. month i'm gonna buy a 3d printer and Ooh. then get rich to use his 3d printer and then we should play 30k epic I could be tempted. Printed a load of falchions <laughs> out or whatever. Yeah, Obviously, I, I keep seeing them that other people do. And, uh, no crimes. No crimes will happen. So no. it's all fine. Hey, um, Games Workshop do yeah. not make 8mm heresy stuff. They certainly do make full-scale heresy stuff that people well, scan and repl- replicate. So. <laughs> well, I'm no lawyer. I'm no fancy country lawyer. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think you're right, Tom, on prediction that it'll seem simpler and then get more complex. Yeah. And I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Obviously we don't know the actual really the breakdown of like what the product offering will be at Heresy 2.0 launch or whatever you want to call it. But I wouldn't be surprised if whatever we get at the start is like a core rule book and an index or series of indexes yeah. a la 8Z40K. Mm. And then maybe it starts to get yeah, maybe each more. legion gets the same book later on. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. so that could be cool though. I'm trying to so, think how often I've got to use my legion book since it came out, which <laughs> isn't a lot. So here is a slightly wider prediction: Can we look at what's going on with Heresy and make predictions about the old world? Ooh, ooh, big time! To what extent? Idea. To what extent do we think these are going to be similar patterns? I've heard some people suggest that the old world is going to kind of occupy the space that Heresy used to occupy as the like Forge World's resin heavy game. Mm. Um, so Heresy gets there'll be some sort of yeah. cycle where you know that gets replaced with something else, and that sounds ambitious. But I, yeah. I, I don't. I almost think it doesn't sound ambitious enough for me to believe it yeah. because I I think that well my my wish is that GW more or less 
like totally engulfs the Forge World brand into itself, and there the really isn't a yeah. distinction going forwards anymore. I think do I you, think the idea that they have to be separate now doesn't really make much sense I mean, yeah. to me. They've knocked not through like, at Warhammer yeah. World. The two shops are now one shop. If right? That, <laughs> if yeah. that helps, that says everything. <laughs> what? Yeah. I definitely, Symbolic. I definitely think it's a little bit wishful thinking when people say that they expect Heresy to become a a game on the level of 40k or AOS. I do not yeah, think we're going to get them as free equal siblings. It's I don't not think they'll be equal. Yeah. I don't think they'll be equal, but I do think that Heresy has the potential to be a much bigger game than it is. And I also think, despite having just said that, Heresy is quite popular, like quietly already. Yes, um, I would agree. Yeah. I know I mean, quite a lot of people, just anecdotally, that play Heresy and don't play AOS and don't play 40k. And yeah. you know, they more or less only play Heresy. So I, I, and I also think there's loads of people out there who've like got into the books and all the rest of it. So I think I think there is quite a good opportunity for GW to make it another big game, even if it isn't like 40k or AOS in terms of like in- audience yeah. size. It's interesting because Heresy is popular despite itself because we you know we've all been right. that there <laughs> yeah. are a lot yeah. of barriers to entry. You know, if it's not one squad of assault marines costing you a yeah. hundred pounds. Or right. one book to use as a salt marine costing you a hundred pounds, and then a fifty pound red book so you get the core rules, you know, yeah. and that's one part of your army. It's you know, it, right. yes, it's popular despite that. So yeah, it obviously can be a lot more popular. Could only make yeah. it easier for people to justify for I, themselves. I think I would say that I mean, given what we know about the heresy changes coming, which is what GW said that a variety of core units are being remade in plastic, but as of this moment, things like Primarchs and Legion specific units, there are no plans to turn yeah. in plastic. I think probably that that does kind of change what I was expecting from Old World. And again, our, like our scope is really limited beyond a few snippets and like knowing it's yeah. going to be on square bases. But I think I would have said six months ago, Old World will be a plastic starter set like Betrayal at Kalth with yeah. either one or two factions worth of models, depending on what it turns out yeah. to be. And then it will be a load of the very occasional plastic core unit and a load of resin things. And I do kind of feel like now, yeah, maybe maybe that's yeah. not ambitious enough maybe it's more kind of like a load of core plastic stuff and some resin centerpieces or There's something so but many was... diverse factions though for yeah. but it depends the what world. the scope of the old world is like is the old world empire civil war yeah. which is what i predict it will be to start with at least the only things we know that are coming in the old world are kislev aren't we that's the only well, we've seen we... yeah we we don't know that they're coming in like plastic kits. We know no, no, we know, we know they're Kislev... coming as models. I uh, I don't even I wouldn't even be confident saying that personally. We've seen concept art, We've that, seen has concept then, art then. that has then happened to yeah. exactly coincide with a unit in a video game. Um, I was about to say because that's the other thing is that we assume you know the thing that seems to be yeah. driving. I mean this is again totally projecting. It's the thing that seems to drive the old world being interesting again is Total War Warhammer right being gangbusters kind of popular yeah and yeah you can't help but go well what's total war warhammer doing it's gonna yeah. be that but yeah to, so to a degree 
but I, I really wouldn't be surprised if it started as something quite limited in scope. Yeah. The very, very first thing they released from, of that was um, a map of the Empire that was like, I don't know, 500 years before the, the end times. Yes. Uh, was that was dur- during a time different of... emperors or whatever. Exactly, exactly. So I, yeah. I think it'll start there and potentially build out, and may- maybe they'll, you know, start reprinting Tomb Kings. Who knows? Yeah, but, um, that's a prediction I made if, quite a long time ago yeah. on a pod, which was that the um, the old world would become almost like a kind of heresy, but not fixed in one particular time. That you get different mm-hmm. branching sort of historical narratives that you I can't remember any of the yeah. old world lore now, but. You know, that you've got... Makes a lot of sense. Magnus the Pious, yes. and then you've got the Time of Four Emperors. And right. these are effectively, like, standalone books that come out, and then you yeah. use your army in that time period. And it's, you know, you're not adding new law, you're just building yeah. up off the existing law. I wonder yeah. if what we'll see is something along the lines of a new range of models that is Empire Civil War and also rules support and made to order stuff for other factions yeah. that's potentially so they did that a lot I mean, with blood bowl like, to... like a big big made to order range of tomb kings and a tomb kings book of mm. some sort i'm um, looking at the article now for like the latest faq they did about total war total war sorry um <laughs> about old world and against the question of is it going to be like 10 or 15 mil scale they say uh, the scale remains the same as it ever was. We want people to be able to use their old armies, which you implies old yeah, armies. They've said orcs are called orcs. Uh, they do their they do their like, oh, the time it's set at is just a bit before a calamitous chaos invasion, which was barely touched on in previous iterations. Dot dot dot. Well, wing. that could be so, Magnus the Pious, though. So. So I think there's, and they do actually mention an Empire Civil War as well. But they, oh um, right. So I think that's obviously, uh, yeah, they do use the words "add new miniatures to old armies." So I think, yeah, I'd be surprised if you couldn't use your orcs and goblins army. This has gone way off track for a heresy podcast. Yeah, we're going to have to add a add a, a stinger at the start and state at the very end for a special surprise. What what <laughs> what is more appropriate to heresy players than talking about the old world? Nothing. Wow. That's why yeah. that's my hot take so, on it. What did Drew? Did you have any other plans for us on what we were going to talk about <laughs> on this pod? Just if the new edition. Flames of War, yeah, we can talk about Flames of War. Talk about board games that no one will play with me. If we don't talk about Firearks. Yeah, just if the new edition is provoking any thoughts about what, whether it's going to change your hobby goals. If nothing else, you know, because we're all mad heresy whales, we're probably all going to buy a box which have a lot of beaky marines in. Are you going to paint them the same colour as your current marines? Or are you going to go off in a tangent? So yeah, is heresy new heresy going to be new you? I don't know, personally. I actually... I'll reserve judgment until we actually know what the product is, what the offerings are, but I don't feel so far that I'm definitely going to jump in and buy a big box if such a thing exists. But equally, you know, I will want a rule book at least. So you quite often end up talking yourself into a like, well, I want a rule book and I want one of the new things that's present. And I, I will put money on the fact that at least three of us, and I'm not going to go totally in. But at least three of us that, here. I think it's probably yeah, all end up with at least one big box. 
I I'm I think I'm converted to the big box. I know what I want to do with the models that have been announced. I have some ideas nice. for. Well, uh, have they been announced? I mean, oh, oh you mean the, in, in the, terms the, of yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. The, like con- the contents do... of the big box is very much a rumor or a leak, yes. as opposed yeah. to a. Uh, Announcement. Uh, it's going to be a bag. <laughs> it's just a bag of Mark VI Marines. Jokes yeah. on you. It's not a box. <laughs> Pre-assembled, cast in PVC. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, 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 I know that I want to do, for example, some Mark VI Phalanx Warders for my Imperial Fists, and nice. that, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm, a, I think I'm a convert to the box. So you're staying mm. yellow, though. That's the yes. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not shifting onto another Legion, though. I have have been have been thinking about what I would do if I did another one, but um, <laughs> slippery slope. It's good to know. What yeah. what I don't think twenty thirty Mark Sixes are gonna look right in an Iron Warriors army. Although I do like one of those Praetors, so I'm I'm really not sure. Um, I had had thoughts of a White Scars army, or some thoughts of a Night Lords army, but I've also good got. In I've also mm. got a bit of Mechanicum stuff, so I was thinking, like, if I did a second army, actually, maybe it'd be interesting for it not to be Marines. I did so, not know that you had that. Uh, just a couple of units of Thalax, which I sometimes mm. like use with the yes. Iron Warriors. But... I dropped a, I dropped a bombardment on them. Is all I remember. Yes, uh, they never, they have never done anything on the table except absorb an orbital bombardment. So, um... <laughs> do you want to? If we play a game, do you want to do that um, exemplary battle that was Imperial Fists with robots against Iron Warriors? We could do that. If you, we if could do that. The robots can betray me. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the heresy remains in my future, but who knows? Who knows what colour it will be? <laughs> I mean, speaking speaking for me, the, the ultimate stupid whale boy, uh, I'm definitely going to get <laughs> <laughs> whatever new gigantic start thing comes out i do i do think it'll be new heresy old me though because i already collect two legionary armies i collect blood angels and sons of horus and i'm going to stick with that my sons of horus army currently is more or less all terminators so having a lot of like power armored guys i can add to that is going to be super yeah. good and then you know anything else that comes with it is just a bonus really and we know they look good in green so oh yeah oh, oh yeah uh, the, the, the Sons of Horus Green is honestly the main reason I collect them. Like It's very nice. It's just, it's just a nice colour to paint and to look at, I think. Yeah, definitely. How about you, Drew? I'm in a sort of funny position that I've got a lot of Dark Angels and then I have three separate heresy projects that I've done nothing with other than paint three single other models. Ones. Yeah. Good God. Well, the ideal <laughs> would be... If some kind of weird broken combo rule set came out based on the new edition, that I could just turn them into one army. Now, I've got a light sons of horse green, so I've got Malgahurst, and I was planning to add uh, legionaries with him, and then I like Zardilayak, so I was going to get him and then run those two as a shattered legions force, so half world bearers. World bearers, <laughs> sorry. World bearers? Classic. Yes. World, Classic. world bearers. Yeah. <laughs> Me getting word. heresy names wrong is, is pretty much standard for the pod. Word Eaters. Word Eaters, yeah. I'm going to do a Word Eaters force with Zardulayak and uh, Malgahurst as uh, <laughs> Shattered Legions, but I also have started a Runestorm Demons army because they're like the perfect Oh, yeah. Army for me. Oh, yes. Because yeah. they have no models and just 
it's like just start officially the jumps. weirdest rule set I've ever yeah, seen as well. You're never going to finish. So yeah, if I could run those three together, that would be excellent. Because uh, it is weird that word bearers can't really do anything with demons. There's no. Don't they have the the only legion that have access to the summoning psychic? They discipline? did, but that's not off Runestorm demons. It's only off. Oh, the... sure, oh, yeah. yes. yeah, yeah. So I they think didn't that makes get sense though, because um, Runestorm demons are mad. <laughs> yes, they are. I mean, but Zardy likes a demon as well. So spoilers for. I uh, I distinctly remember the first and only time I've played a game against the Runestorm list and. In in the old forty uh, k and you know we'll have a fancy rules. You could go up to being a level four wizard slash psyker, and they can have like this guy is level nine psyker. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't think the rules worked that way, but yeah. it turns out there's there's a very high bullshit potential. I think if you paid like nine hundred points for a character, you can do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think I'm gonna divert from that i mean I, I do like so many legions and even the thousands uh not thousand sons imperial fists in their yellow looks so good in the preview images i just love yellow but i don't think that's just mm. to do an entire army no. well we'll all get to look at pretty yellow space marines because of tom's uh stuff yeah when i've posted pictures of my games with tom people are like oh the imperial fists look really good and i'm like about <laughs> <laughs> my chop meats <laughs> <laughs> so yes no I, I i'd like to do my ruin storm i'm probably never going to finish them the, the idea of i could do a green army a red army and then a wiggly army all together <laughs> that would be brilliant so. nice i think ruin storm demons probably with the one of the rules things that i'm most curious to see in the new yeah. stuff because i just don't see them that often well this is Page a i mean talking about things you want to still see uh you know to go back gw core have this argument of well if there's no model there's no rules right which yes. heresy has avoided yeah. quite a lot yeah and heresy you know even the, the book eight or the book nine yeah. so the most recent one is like yeah there's some jet bags there's some other stuff no models for it do what you like it's it's a weird yeah, i hope that here. still stays because that's one of my less. I understand why they do it, but it's one of my least yeah. favorite things about modern GWs, uh, like rules writing ethos. Yeah, I mean Necromunda chunks along with no models yeah. for half its units or half its Her- you know, you know, yeah. specialist games is uh, the Wild West, basically. So hopefully that stays. Yeah. Yeah. Any more thoughts before we take the ship to harbor? I hope Garrow's cool. He's cool. <laughs> hope Garrow's cool. Yeah. I hope that. Who's the other guy? Buddy Loken gets amazing rules so I can use his tiny, tiny, tiny model. <laughs> okay, here's a question before we go. How long is it before we get Demon Primark model slash rules? Ooh. I hope that the answer is they get rules straight away and you just use the 40k ones and then they release Fulgrim and uh, 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 Angron <laughs> for 40k gonna, right now. It's going to look so weird having this carefully weathered um historically accurate thousand sons pure cult army with big red man magnus in the middle. he's already that he's already <laughs> he's bigger than redder yeah but that's, that's exactly what happened four times as big and as red as he should have been this this is this is 100 percent lore accurate yeah. should happen yeah. given I, that 
we're sort of like seem to be a bit Siege of Terror focused um, without wanting to be too spoilery. Um, that does seem feasible that maybe within like two years, a year, two years, maybe there'd be like a Demon Primarch model. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they never did. But they don't need new ones. Yeah. Just release the, release the other two for 40k and be done with it. <laughs> Bang's fist on table. That's think, just because you'd prefer to have them in 40k though, Pete. So it's not the prefer, but you know that is the least effort for the most reward, <laughs> which is my entire philosophy for life. Imagine, imagine the grognards, though. I will, and I'll laugh. Sounds good. I, I think we'll see them if we if we are going for Siege of Terror, which I'm basing on nothing other than kind of what the trailers have been suggesting. Yeah, um, the colours they've picked, and yeah, just that that's where the novels are, right? The like. novels are, yeah, very much there. I think we might see them sooner rather than later. Do you think we're going to get the Emperor? No, and I'll be mm. really sad if we do, because I like him as a, <laughs> I like him as a, as an ethereal kind of concept, like a freaky yeah. weirdo. I, I have a prediction. My prediction is that they are going to do that that art of the Emperor and Horus and Sanguinius. They're going to do a diorama of that. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Demon I, Horus Emperor sixty quid dead Sanguinius. I, I think that they should <laughs> absolutely do that and that they absolutely do not need to do rules alongside it. No. Yeah. The, the well, because is... also if you put rules out for the Emperor, right? What are kids at school going to talk about when they're Warhammer children? Because I remember being 13 or something <laughs> saying, I heard the Emperor's got one plus save and he's got a million wounds and he can kill anything if he looks at it. I think they should do the Emperor, but they shouldn't give him Eternal Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Blattered with one last cannon. Yeah. Just on you. He was just a weird old man with a glamour the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Lol. Well, I think we've mined the depths of the heresy. Um, the heresy Nothing to say about it now. Yeah, well, we, we can see if we can do this edit before uh, Games Workshop like, reveal everything on Saturday or something. <laughs> Don't bother with the last Siege of Terror book, Dan Abner. We finished it. Yeah, it's done yeah, now. Please, please do bother. Okay. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this content, you can find more at tinyplasticpeople.com, both articles and other podcasts, including most recently a new competitive Age of Sigmar podcast 3 and 0 which Mr Rich appears <laughs> along with some others 3 3 and 2 3 and 2 3 and 2 yeah it's the hazard winner one games. day tournament you, you don't just win 3 games and then go home yeah you are drastically, <laughs> drastically overestimating you lose your first two games and then you submarine back to the mid table that's what 3 and 2 is okay <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my tournament proceeding is so bad that it's just as, as, as not an AOS player, Drew. I'll I'll let you off. It's fine. It's the confusion of any number bigger than zero in, in tournament scores that was throwing me. Has to be at least a zero in there, and also a variety of articles and our main Time Plastic People podcast. And for our guest tonight, Pete, can people find you elsewhere? Uh, yeah, find me on Instagram at Fienya, F-I-Y-E-N-Y-A-A, if you want to look at my painted models, or find me on Twitter if you want to see me shouting at people impotently. <laughs> Rich? Uh, yep, yeah, find me on Twitter at Rich Nutter. Um, that's where I tend to post hobby for the most part. Sometimes it pictures my cat, but you know, that's good too. <laughs> 
good and he cat. never shouts at people. <laughs> I do just had to do it privately. So <laughs> alt counts. That's what they're there for. Tom, where can people find you shouting into the void? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Le Swordfish, that's L-E Swordfish, all one word, or on Instagram at Le underscore Swordfish. And you can find me, not on Twitter, well, I am on Twitter, but I never go there. Uh, you can find me <laughs> on Instagram at Drew underscore Paints, and you can see if I ever finish my Runestorm Demon Army. If you have any questions for us, you can get in touch at the tinyplasticpeople at gmail.com and we hope uh, you'll join us for future podcasts thank you very much for being with us today so goodbye pete have a happy heresy everybody goodbye rich goodbye goodbye tom <laughs> goodbye children everywhere <laughs> <laughs> and goodbye true and goodbye from me tata <laughs> Bye. We did it. We did it.